another quote I always loved is, when you have nothing, you're free to do anything. I tried to embody that a lot, basically right up until the platform got traction. Suddenly, it did feel like I had a lot to lose. You know, it was like my little baby. I'd raised it with Celia right by my side. It felt like we had co-parented this child with some obvious technical support from Sal, then Mike. So I had taken Celia pushing away from me very hard. I mean, what did they have to complain about? It was my idea, my shop, well, okay, my family's shop, and I was always, always very heavy-handed with their payments. However, there was only so long that I could sit around feeling sorry for myself and I would just spend hours and hours in front of the mirror giving myself pep talks and yelling things like, Boo, you are not the one to be played with. To whomst was I daydreaming about yelling this in their face, you might be asking? Honestly, probably still mostly Sol, but followed very closely by Celia. Although she was driving me insane by playing these games, I was secretly hoping she would just call me and tell me she just needed some space and everything would go back to normal. After another week had gone by, I'd basically given up on expecting Celia to call me back. I didn't understand. Maybe I annoyed her since the past few months I cared so much more about the platform and partying. But I, like, I really thought she felt the same. I didn't understand who she thought she was and where she had gotten this audacity from to be avoiding me like as if I hadn't been bankrolling her life for the past six months and lavishly very lavishly I may add at this point it was starting to fuel me like revenge on Sol was fueling me damn even rubbing it in Raza's face that I was more successful was fueling me I was getting second wind I decided to no longer let fear paranoia or stress control me I was in control me I realized that the only way to stay above it was to not give the platform that much weight, I had to go back to my winning mentality. I have nothing to lose. The morning of October 15th, I opened my laptop in my studio apartment to check the user count, and we were up to 369,000 users at this point. I remember this especially because, well, it's, it's not important. It was just a lot of people, and I could feel the wave of anxiety about to take over with concern of what's next and where's the money going to go and who are these people? The real concern I had was Mike. Until a few days ago, Mike was sending me like regular platform updates and I was sending him weekly payments of $20,000. I couldn't crumble again. I was tired of feeling like I was in shambles. There must have been a reason Mike hadn't been replying. I calmly gathered myself, I stood up, I walked over to my speaker and I said, Hey Siri, play, bitch better have my money. That always soothed my soul. I then threw on, you know, a cute outfit, put on some lipstick, and decided to go for a stupid walk for my stupid mental health, where I would try calling Mike over and over again, until, you know, fingers crossed, he would answer. I went to leave when I saw a letter sitting on my welcome mat addressed to Blue Chip Boo. I ripped it open and it read, Mike and I feel like you're losing control of the platform and yourself. The platform is growing at an amazing pace and we just don't trust you to keep it afloat. We have done just as much work as you, Mike probably the most because he's like 
actually working on the tech and we deserve a bigger piece of this pie. As you may have already seen on the news, there's a segment on the platform the other day and it's going national. And if you don't change your tune real quick, we might just have to send a little tune of our own into the news station to let them know who's really behind this. Love, Mike and Celia. This was my first blackmail. (laughs) I thought I would be devastated, but I was just more annoyed. Like if it was just about the money, why didn't they just ask? I would have just given them a raise. I, I genuinely thought I was being so generous, but I guess comparatively, I was bringing home majority of the dough. The other thing was, when did everyone start watching the news? And did they actually show footage like from the shop? Because I could not have my aunt and uncle getting even a whiff of this. It's like crazy to me because I really believed that they could have just approached me homie to homie no need to bring threats into it we could have all been partners but okay i see y'all i see how you move and that's a decision that they chose to make the logistics of it all made me laugh so i called celia told her to bring mike and meet me at the park by my house in an hour i waited for them on a bench as they arrived they were holding hands everything added up real quick really guys We didn't want to tell you that we'd been seeing each other because... No, 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 not that. I do not care about that. The blackmail letter? You really couldn't just sit me down for a talk? It's been really hard to try and talk to you lately. Yeah, no shit. I've had a lot on my mind. Out of everyone, you two should have really understood that the most. Yeah, well, it wasn't like we didn't try and you obviously did not pick up on any of our hints. Not even hints. I straight up asked you about this at least twice. What? When? You probably don't even remember because you're like always drunk. You keep the booze out of this. They did nothing to you. Really? Really? Nothing? Then explain this bruise. Okay, okay, Celia, I I see you, I hear you, but I really, I need you to listen to me right now. Remember what I told you last time I saw you in the shop. Remember, you were laughing at it. No. Ugh, sweetie, Celia, you beautiful soul and face. I'm so frustrated with you, but I can't be mad at you because I just love you so goddamn much. But I need you to know, okay? I need you to know that I love you, but I told you that Randall had been arrested. What? I went on to catch them up and explain that as of right now, there is no money coming in. Even though the platform is growing, we had financially come to a complete halt. We were essentially bootstrapping, but worse. So all their little threats were useless, okay? I told them I'd give them all the money they wanted because until we found another way to launder our money, There would be no more payday. The funniest part is as I was ranting to them about all this, I felt such a relief that I had someone I could share and open up to again. We felt like a unit and on the same page. I promised them that if we sorted out all our financial problems, that I would split all the money with them. Because, you know, obviously for me, like less money is better than no money. We hugged it out and I decided that I would forgive them for their threats. 
I surely, though, would not forget this. I'd just barely made it through that short stint alone, and I wasn't sure if I could do it again. So the next night, I went to the shop. I grabbed all the cash, you know, it's hidden in the bathroom, hidden in the office. It was crazy. It was over $7 million in cash in my hands. I spent the time, I split it into seven duffel bags. I put one aside for myself. I put one back in the ceiling at the office, and I brought the rest to Celia's house. I told her straight up, split it as you like. With Mike, you're responsible. Because for me, I was thinking about the bigger picture. <laughs> <laughs>